Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. So fuck you and fuck your baby and fuck your wife. <laughs> Why fuck them all? See, headphones. We're recording at a barbecue gas station. We're not pausing this to put a baby in there. So, uh, so you can just stop it, right? You're half drunk and high oh, trying to read a map. First off, all right, here we go. We're literally... We're on, <laughs> we're on the edge of the Grand Canyon. That's my whole job when I'm on the road is protecting my butt. Stoner! And the fat man. He says, man... You really need to turn your life around. Fuck you, Mark. My pussy. <laughs> Welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Pugos, as always. Today on the podcast, a really cool thing. We uh, recorded a live episode at uh, Rudy's Barbecue Joint in Oklahoma City. I'm uh, working with two really good friends this week, uh, Kurt Fletcher and Justin Smith, and uh, we are all barbecue hounds, so we decided to go get a bunch of barbecue and uh, record a podcast at one of the tables in the restaurant, and uh, hilarity ensues, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Is it is it buzzing? Can you tell? I can't. Do you have headphones? When the microphone is plugged in, I don't. I can't. Does he have understand. headphones? We're recording at a barbecue gas station. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have headphones? <laughs> Guys, welcome back. We're interviewing Kurt, the man Fletcher, and Justin, the what guy the what? Smith again? The guy. Thanks for calling me a man. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, the guy. What did? <laughs> I like, what did the I like, guy say about your beard that you're the uh, Yukon Cornelius from Oh, Rudolph? yeah, he said, uh, Scotty Goff told me I look like Yukon Cornelius <laughs> from the Rudolph you show. You should carry around a pickaxe. Yeah. Silver and gold. Nothing. I just like how you called him the man and you called me the guy because the guy, like, the guy in our culture is like, oh, that's the guy I buy weed from, or that's the guy I buy lumber from, or that's yeah. the guy that's banging my wife. Uh-huh. But Kurt is the man. Are you doing man. all that, that stuff? That guy is the man. I, well, are, you, are you doing all of that? I would be really itchy if I was doing all of that. <laughs> I wish we well, had this video. A, Here comes a doctor looking guy. He looks like uh, one of the that's, guys that's, from that's that show. That's who you want performing surgery. Someone that has the meat sweats. He's got a barbed wire <laughs> tattoo too. That's the worst part too. It's like, it's like so I don't know. Minute. I don't know that I want somebody operating on my heart that made a bunch of bad decisions in college. Yeah, was he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a quack. Is he? Uh, was he in a fraternity and then got a C plus average as a doctor? <laughs> like that's the guy you want. Well, it's Obamacare, so. We should let people know we are recording live inside of Rudy's oh, yeah. barbecue. Are we recording right now? This has been recording for like. Uh, okay. Did you think he was just two, introducing? Two, he was introducing you to know. We're, yeah, we're, still, thought, we're still mic checking. I those guys over there were looking at us, and he was. We're still we're still mic checking. No. <laughs> so we uh, we have three generations of Rudy's in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Ten years ago. I worked in Albuquerque. Uh, yeah, I bet it was 10 years ago. And me Maybe and Kurt 11. went and uh, we 10. ate at Rudy's Barbecue three times that week. And we I did. Was, I was there for three days. The, fir- the so. first day you got the pulled pork and you're like, eh. But yeah. you tried someone's brisket and you're like, all right. Don't mess around with the stand And the next so much day you called there. me. <laughs> if you mess around you with the stand, me. these mics pick it up because they are gold. <laughs> yeah. Silver and, and then I, I turned uh, <laughs> Justin Smith onto the barbecue place, and then he in turn t- introduced me to the pudding dessert. I did, which I just tried. Yeah, so it's worked. It's all all That's the way right. around. Full, That's outstanding. Full man. circle, I think it's called. Yeah. That's what some people Let's will not call get too that teary-eyed That sounds like a here. shitty Steven We're just Seagal eating movie. Meat together at a picnic table in a gas station. Yep, in a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> and we're very close together. So me and uh, Justin did an hour podcast last night where we focused on his life right. and his career. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Kurt. Have you ever been on a podcast before? Yeah, actually, I was uh, I was on a podcast in Albuquerque called the Potential Problems Podcast. Okay, I was uh, I was like the third guy on there. I did oh. probably about fifteen episodes with those guys. Oh wow! Okay. And uh, so you were an actual guy on the show. Yeah, you weren't uh-huh. just a guest. Oh, okay. yeah, I was on there on Saturdays. They would they do two per week, and I was I was on there on Saturdays until college football started, okay. and I was like. 
Sorry, no more podcasts. <laughs> I'm glad your entertainment <laughs> perspectives are in no air. Do you have a current podcast that you're doing right now? Uh, I'm actually starting one up with my wife. What's it going to be called? Uh, probably just the Fletcher's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Because we. Mike Merrifield does one enough. with his kids now called Every Other Weekend. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is the there podcasts a guy? are 11 minutes long. Is there a guy with a single <laughs> tear coming out of his. <laughs> is that the graphic? The graphic's actually pretty funny. It says Every Other Weekend, and behind each word is. The first word is him, like from the nose up, and then it's cartoons of his kids. Anyways. Oh, cool. But I listened to the first one. It's just them arguing, and nobody will sit down, and then that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> what we is, are what in, is the uh, name of your podcast? Uh, Unbridled Enthusiasm. Way, to, way oh. to have your people check out before you just volunteer to do something. <laughs> I know, right? I didn't even know whose podcast uh, this was going to be or anything. <laughs> Yes, it's, uh, this will air on my podcast. Uh, Unbridled Enthusiasm is a line I got from Seinfeld. Okay. I don't know if you're a Seinfeld fan, but... Uh, I've seen the show. Billy Mumphries had uh, Unbridled Enthusiasm. So, <laughs> big fan of that show. Anywho, so how long have you been doing comedy, Kurt? Uh, 13 years. Really? Yeah. Holy Isn't shit, that crazy? man. And I should be headlining. I just celebrated huh? 14. <laughs> Two weeks ago. <laughs> you did headline. You headlined on Wednesday. Eh, I went last on Wednesday. last <laughs> <laughs> on Hey, Wednesday. fuck you. Because because if you went last, that means that I didn't feature. And so you can kiss my, my headline. My headline you Wednesday. Went, you went last. Justin, you went second to last. <laughs> that was it. That's all we had. We should ask these guys if they want to be on the show. I think they got to get back work, to work. It's just, in, it's just cool seeing guys that don't have to buy suits off the rack. <laughs> Are you talking about me? No, I'm talking about them. Oh. <laughs> because I have to buy, I have to, it's like, I have to, like, here's how great my life Wait, is. Like, I have you to. You can buy a suit off the rack? Well, yeah, well, it's a big and tall rack. Like, I got, <laughs> can I have an 8X blazer and then I need you to do some stitching quick? <laughs> do you have a lady do back have, there that speaks Vietnamese? Do you have one of these and another one of these <laughs> and someone that knows how to sew? <laughs> That's what I say when I'm buying pants. I go, can I get this 32 long with four more long? Because <laughs> I need 36. Well, it's, just, it's, it's really, this is, the, this is the oddest, like, this is a weird place to be because we're real close to Edmond and there's lots of, like, really, like, businessy, like, I mean, like, those guys. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all, like, they're, like, there's CEO, corporate guys are just right down the street but they're eating at picnic tables and and then there's just the unfuckable well, game right here and we're just, <laughs> we're just is that a podcast because i think we might have to rebrand that it this sounds, podcast. I like <laughs> the unfuckable <laughs> the unfuckables i mean we could literally That's be like that the movie cast with of a sitcom uh, right here with sylvester stallone and all those guys what I was that movie called the uh, expendables very, yeah. they're very fuckables <laughs> So our version could be the unfuckable. Did, th- did you see the third one? <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. Dude, the third one, the final fight is Mel Gibson and Sylvester Stallone in a half-full swimming pool, and it's the worst fight I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but the sexiest at the same time? No! It was oh. horrible. It seemed like you were going to say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Two old men wrestling in a swimming pool... I mean, listen. That's what happens when you make fun of Jews. You end up fighting so oh, much just in a half full swimming pool. <laughs> listen, this is not your average racist podcast. I know we are in Oklahoma. And, uh, hey, what? Oklahoma? You got fucking Albuquerque, New Mexico sitting right over here. I'm and, super and, racist. I suppose. Mm-hmm. And Minnesota. We have one black guy that lives in uh, Detroit Lakes. His name's <laughs> Hal. Listen. <laughs> Who are you texting? Wife. Your wife just land? No, she Are we going to force she's her driving. to stay at the airport so we can finish no, our podcast driving. at the she's barbecue place? <laughs> I'll be like, sweetheart, I, I got tied up. I, I won't tell her that it's over bullshit. <laughs> Listen, I was driving to get you, and there was a small man in the in the road, and I had to save his life. I mean, what else would you have done as you burp brisket into the phone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she'll smell it. She'll be like, I'll be like whatever you're going to tell me, it, it better involve Rudy. So you're... <laughs> We'll just tell people that we're a live radio show. It, <laughs> that we're we're giving away prizes today at Rudy's Barbecue. <laughs> we're, 
How's it going? They don't. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. How's it going? Do I? Oh, we're just we're just taping a podcast. If that's all right, <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot of free promotion for you guys. <laughs> Is that, guy, is that the owner See, of this place? No, he's a, he's nobody, a customer. Nobody oh. cares unless you have free t-shirts out. Should we tell people that we're with a food tasting morning, podcast. the Morning Zoo? The Morning, morning Zoo. Because the, hope, the hope of this week was for me, and it just didn't come together, was that we, were, we would all be stuck in the condo together, and every morning we would get up and do morning radio and call <laughs> it the, uh, the Kurt, Justin, and Mark morning, morning show. <laughs> I the worst, the, like topics and things we do have every faces morning. For radio, though. We, we do. really do. Oh man. yeah, and I we, think and this we chose is the, the dream team to tell ch- you the truth. And we chose the career of live performing. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> that's why I haven't moved up the headline yet. I don't want people to look at this for forty-five minutes, <laughs> thirty minutes tops, maybe thirty-five. It's if I have like, to you know what, guys. <laughs> I'm done showing this to you. And you just walk off stage. <laughs> You're done having to look at this. You're welcome. Yeah. You can't handle this for 15 more minutes. I'm out of here. You know, that, that's a big thing for a lot of guys that move up from feature to headliner. It happened to me. Like, the first couple times I went to a week-long comedy club as the headliner, like, I felt completely inadequate. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, there's no reason that I should be the headliner right now. Uh-huh. Like, I'm, I'm not that guy. Like, I'm the guy that does good in the middle and people are like wow you were good uh-huh. you know like i can't be the expectation you know oh yeah like, we're here I, for i'm this always guy. comfortable in the feature spot like you know because I, I know i could do 30 minutes fine you know well you've got it you, you know tom hansen who's scott hansen's brother in minneapolis he told me one time he said you you just had at some point you're gonna have to force yourself to do the headline spot oh, yeah. because if you never do it You'll never be a headline. Uh-huh. You'll just be a feature for the rest of life, yeah. and nobody can live on no, definitely feature not. money for the rest of their life. So yeah, I definitely don't want to do it all my yeah. life, but I mean, I'm comfortable doing it, and I, I do. I'm just yeah. not one of those guys that'll ask to move up to headline or anything. You have like that. to, man. Yeah. No one will ever offer it to you. I found that out because I was just like you. Like I sat around, and I was like, I'll just wait till they're like, this guy's <laughs> ready. Yeah. But you just gotta ask and figure out like what it is you need to do to make it up to that. Well, not next all of spot. us have the benefits of curd. Just have a bunch of silver and gold laying around. <laughs> silver and gold. Yeah, I make silver. pretty good royalties when <laughs> Christmas rolls around. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I find out something interesting. Bubbles bounce. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. How do you what? remember that? Because <laughs> uh, I watch that. He is a child. I watch it seven hundred times every Christmas because it's my favorite cartoon. That is pretty good. I, there's a there's a YouTube video online called Santa's an asshole. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like all of the scenes from Rudolph clipped together where Santa's just being an asshole. <laughs> like he walks in and like his his nose lights up and he goes, "Well, I hope you can cover that up." You know? <laughs> And then he like he comes in and they're like singing his song and he goes no no that's not even right work on it more and he leaves <laughs> it's just Santa being an asshole that's funny so what's uh what's the big news in your life man what do you got going on uh, you got one one daughter yeah she's twelve she's twelve yeah how old are you I'm sixteen five so wait a minute so you mean to tell me that. Your daughter becomes a two-year-old. Your daughter turns two, and you think, "I'm gonna start doing comedy." I was doing comedy when she was born. She lives with her mom, though, so I never see her. She was okay. two years old. Her mom old. is a huge vagina. She was two years. Can I say vagina on here? Yeah, you can say. I was gonna this say the c word, but this is unedited. That's unfiltered. Fine. Yeah, that'll, that'll, if you ever want joint custody again, <laughs> that'll be great. Just call her a cunt. That's fine. Go ahead, do it. It'll Guys, make you feel better. Even though this podcast is un unedited. <laughs> Maybe we should keep. The, oh, we gotta keep it really harsh. Swear words we gotta, down we from gotta, the restaurant. We gotta, we gotta keep your sponsors in mind. <laughs> Something blue by Anita K, specializing in wedding and event photography. Do the, do the line I like. Something for new. something new. <laughs> he keeps getting me in trouble because when I first... So the only sponsor on my podcast is my wife's photography company, obviously. We do trade-out deals all the time in the bedroom. I, yeah. So By the way, what's a, what's a, what's a good... What, what is a good, you know, for podcast mention? 
What does that get you? Like, what's the currency? I want to know. The currency? That, uh, what does that get you in the bedroom? That gets me a firm handshake and a smile. <laughs> as soon as it actually shows profitability God, for her being on here, like, I might get more. Who knows? It's just, it's the worst thing is, like, I, we're talking about Mark getting currency in the bedroom, and he turned into the pussy. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah, your wife's this getting poor, the this pussy. This guy's trying to eat over here and well, keeps just throwing really anything, swear words out Just as long as he doesn't have anything with vinegar in it, he's fine. <laughs> Douchebag. Um, so the first time I cut her commercial, she's like, just, you know, say whatever you want. So I tried to come up with something catchy. So the catchy line was, for something new, uh, visit something blue by Anita Kay. I was like, you know, you're a new company. I would think people would, whatever. And she's like, I hate that line. So I recut, <laughs> I recut it to, uh, for those in love, capture those memories with something blue by Anita Kay. So that story like went that one? nowhere. Yeah, she loves that one. But this story went nowhere. <laughs> and uh, now I feel like uh, They know how the rest of us feel no... all the time when you tell stories. Oh, God. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Justin. Uh, feel free to uh, take off whenever you'd like. I'm uh, driving. Oh, that's right. You drove us here. So I remember... Uh, me, you, and Mark Shooter were sitting at laughs one time. We were talking about masturbating. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're, talking about di- we're talking about different things <laughs> that we think about when, when we masturbate. And Mark Pulo says, you ever th- when you, like when you're masturbating, do you ever think about another time that you masturbated? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I think about that when I masturbate. <laughs> This this has really gone off the rails. Oh I don't even know what where we're take, taking this episode. I like how every time you you said that you were... T- I see you've got to where I don't even... I feel bad now, too. But every time you would say it, your eyes would move to the left and then to the right. Like you were a 1930s spy looking to see if you're getting tailed. I just love the fact that you told that story. And we all know what you were talking about, but you had to say masturbate six times. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. Story. It's a great word. <laughs> it's good radio. No, no, no. It's not, a good, it's not a good word. It's a good action. It is a good action. Because if somebody, if, some, if, well, just, well, we talk about something. Like, I, I'd like. So, Justin, you, uh, when did you start doing comedy? Six years ago? F- five years ago. Five years ago? And, uh,. He's friends with tons of big names. Oh, yeah. Tons of big names. Big Jay Okerson. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I, got, I, got, I got friends of like a bunch of bases. I got a lot of acquaintances and stuff, too. Uh, but it's just, it's just kind of one of those things where it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's, you get to where you start working with people, and if you end up being, like, that's one thing yeah. a lot of people don't know is, like, if you're cool... You know, you're fun to hang out with, and just love to talk about comedy. Like, like the people mm-hmm. are cool and wanna and wanna be a part. Like, what you don't realize until you get on the road is that's such a rare commodity. Because most headliners are, they're assholes, or they're you know they're dicks. You know, they're big, tall, fat, bunionesque. You know, ha- yeah. Wait a minute. Are you have, have podcasts? Are you describing that, that me? No. no Wait I'm a saying, minute. I'm just saying most headliners. I'm just saying in general. I think he said most headliners. All right. Can we can we cut this story because it's going nowhere? Let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Russ Revis. That's what I'd like to talk about oh, on great. the podcast. Russ Revis. <laughs> he listens to so many of my podcasts. Does he? No. Oh no. <laughs> so Russ Revis was the owner and operator of Laughs Comedy Club in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, picture picture yes. Al Capone minus the charisma and money. And okay. if he was Mexican. And Mexican. So he yeah. just a guy that smoked cigars. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. He didn't even smoke the cigars. Okay. Well, let me let me give you an insight into Russ Revis's personality mm-hmm. from a story that I lived. So I was in the green room waiting to go on stage, and there's a giant piece of paper right and next to the door. And by green room, he means storage area. Storage area behind the <laughs> stage. That's one more green room left storage area than the Looney Bin has. That's that for sure. is true. <laughs> So there is a sign right next to the door that breaks down the show, like how much time you're supposed to do and when you're going to get your light. So it says for feature acts, it says 25 minutes, you'll get your light at 20. 
So I set my watch for 25 minutes and I go up there and I don't get the light at 25, but I don't see anybody in the sound booth. So I'm like, they must've got busy or whatever. So I do my 25 and I just leave the stage. I'm like, thank you. Good night. And he just like loses his mind. He's screaming at me in the, in the, in the walkway from the stage to the sound booth. Get back up there. What are you doing? And the MC goes up there, brings the headliner up. So then he pulls me in the office and he's yelling at me and I'm like, Russ, there's a sign in the green room that says features do 25 minutes. And he's like, well, you know, that's not right. And I go, how am I supposed to know that's not right? And he goes, there's no way that sign still is there. So while the headliner's on stage, like he's hustling down the aisle to go to the green room, which is right next to where the stage is. So we go down the thing in there and he peeks his head around the corner and he sees the sign and he just like rips it off the wall and crumbles it up and he throws it and he goes like as loud as anybody could hear 30 next time and then just walks (laughs) (laughs) i can't remember who the headliner was but i think it was either uh danny filipando or uh or chaz i think i don't remember so the rest of the fucking week because that was wednesday the rest Uh of the week every time he saw me you still owe me five minutes (laughs) so did he want you to go over that's what I thought. So then, uh, so Friday, Friday, late show, show Saturday, I did thirty-five, and he lost his mind on me because he's like he was like a total time Nazi. Oh yeah, and he goes, which is hilarious. Well, yeah. I'll get to that. <laughs> but it, but I was like, he was like, how dare you go over on my stage? I said, you, you said I owed you five minutes, so there it is. And he goes, don't you get fucking smart with me? <laughs> and I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> so Russ, Russ is also a comic. Using air, of course air he quotes. Is. Of yes. course and, he uh, is. Yeah. So when he would headline, normal headline sets 45 minutes, but he would go on for like two hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he'd complain about everyone else going overtime or under time. What was his big closer again? Oh, the arms bit. The happy hands. That was the closer? I thought oh, yeah. the beer bottle thing was, that was his the closer. opener. That was his yeah. opener. So what was it, Logandas? Like it, it always changed depending yeah. on where he was. I can't imagine. I, I don't know this guy at all, but I cannot imagine why this guy's club closed. <laughs> oh, yeah. So our, our script that we wrote, me and Mark Shooter, uh, there's a mob boss in the movie who wears <laughs> a purple blazer, and his name is Gus Riviasi. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he's going to realize He's not going to see it. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. Well, he doesn't have a club to manage. He's probably got a lot of free time on his hands. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's definitely not writing. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he, I, he doesn't write jokes. <laughs> Makes me crave Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Here's the thing is I can't see it, but I imagine the camel toe on that chick is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a camel hoof. It's right, just well, a whole hoof. Oh Damn boy! It. Son of a bitch! I think we're like, like the guy across from us is almost done eating. So I'm like, oh, we're almost free. Uh-huh. And then just conservative breast cancer hopefully, awareness hopefully, chick is just like, ah, oh, she's gonna just. Uh, <laughs> we have the pink cups finish also. Ups, finish I do, up but and joins us. That's the hope. You know, we just get more people on this podcast. We don't have any more microphones. Start interviewing people. So I did this. Uh, I did this wedding for my wife a couple weekends ago and like my wife's like yeah he's a stand-up comic you know so he'll go around and like interview people and stuff like that and i gotta tell you man like i obviously am not a crowd rap guy at by any means Mm -hmm. but man was that awkward like walking around with a camera like asking people questions about the new couple because i'm like obviously i can't be dirty oh, like yeah. this is just stupid Can't be like what do you think their favorite position yeah is? <laughs> so it's like what questions can i ask that'll be funny so i just just got into this groove where i just kept going any advice for the new couple any advice for the new? so when i was editing together i felt like such a dumbass i'm like every question was any advice for the new couple any advice for- <laughs> what was the best advice uh her grandfather said keep your mouth shut <laughs> Oh, was he talking about the woman or the man? He was talking about the man. Okay, well. And then her dad said, uh, look for the expiration date on your marriage license. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny, too. 
I imagine I can't imagine you being a great camera person because you whenever you laugh at something like oh, your yeah. whole body that was moves the, so it's like, that was like the, they're giving I us got an a answer tripod. And, it's, and it's just like Godzilla's I, coming I knew like, I had to get a tripod because I was like if I laugh at anything it's just going to be this like rumbling thing <laughs> behind the camera and I was cutting it together and there was sometimes during the speeches and stuff where somebody said something funny and I laughed and it just like blew the microphone out on the camera every time. I was like, ah! You know, the, here's the thing: is like, you know, the most depressing thing is because I tape a lot of my your sets. life. Yeah, wow, well, wow. Well. <laughs> There's a particular part of my you life can't, that's depressing. You can't leave, you can't leave that I big of up, an opening. Whenever I set up, when I set up my camera to tape my set, and here's the thing: I don't like. I'm a big dude. Like I'm four bills, but I don't ever feel that big. I don't ever feel four like, even. Yeah, we'll say four even. We'll say four even. But I don't ever. I'm Just not one. Like that, I'm three fifty even. Like I don't. Like I don't ever think about it. Like I don't. It doesn't. Like I don't feel like I'm the fat guy that can't do anything. Like mm-hmm. if they go, hey, we got to walk a mile and a half. Like it doesn't ever phase me. I don't ever think that that's going to be a problem. You know. Oh, that phases me. Just and, thinking about it. Well, you're a piece of shit. That's fine. Well, yeah. Mile um, and a half. That doesn't yeah. phase you at no, all. No, it does. Like, cause I just, cause like, I mean, well, like, that's because it never happens. Who honestly <laughs> says to someone, "Hey, we gotta walk a mile and a half." Do we? Doesn't <laughs> anybody have a car? <laughs> when my wife and I went on a vacation in New York, we were walking. I mean, we walked. There was one day I guarantee we we walked at least eight miles. And it's it a lot just, easier when you don't know the distance. I think. Like if someone well, tells true. tells me uh, we gotta walk a mile and a half, like I'm dreading it the whole time. If I was in New York though, and walking around, I probably wouldn't even yeah. realize it. But it, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't really a big deal. But the most depressing thing on, on the planet is, and it, granted, I don't I don't feel like I'm that big. So me taping myself at a club, and then after you get off, you go back straight to the camera. And the worst part is seeing me get off stage in the camera because it's just the stage. Mm-hmm. Seeing me get off stage in the camera, you'll see me go to the left, and you know when I'm coming because the camera starts to rattle. <laughs> It's just like rattle, 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 <laughs> cut. And then you, and then you hear a man I, go, there. oh, Godzilla. You can edit it so when the the rumbling part takes place and while the applause is going on. Like, you know, I like so that. it, I like it seems like the then. club is like rattling, you know, like you're like. Dude, you have to do that. Yeah. You got <laughs> to clip it together that way. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll clip it together so that it looks like the MC who just got done telling people to fill out their comment cards <laughs> is killing it. Oh my God. <laughs> I love this comment card bit. He did it. <laughs> it's really so funny. It's really funny to see hosts and stuff. Like, because I didn't really know how bad, like, because. I always thought that all hosts were at, like, my, my, especially like a year ago. Like, I thought they were all kind of at my level. I thought all hosts were good. Like, I thought comedy across the country was just good all the way through like it is here in Oklahoma City. <laughs> and then we go to St. Louis, and it's just, there's a guy in a suit, and he has been doing it for, by the way, I found out he's been doing it for like 12 years. Pardon me? He's been doing it for 12 years. What like, was that? 12 years. Sorry? One, two <laughs> years. That just seems ridiculous. And dude, it was. But he's, he's a guy, he, he had like, I think they, it's one of those guys you hear stories of, okay, I started out at 10 minutes, and then Thursday I've got moved to eight and six. <laughs> Have you done that? That room in St. Louis, it's like a Friday, Saturday? Mm-mm. I've, I've never been to St. Louis. Well, here's a, here's, like, a, here's a tip for you. Same, Don't be aggressive. Okay. Yeah, they don't like they don't like aggressive. They like nice guys. Um, but the guy who runs the place is just like Russ. Like he's a comic that went on the road and like um, just decided to not do it anymore and just run a club or whatever. But uh, it's just one of those rooms where you know they're just starting up, so it's like really small crowds, mm-hmm. and they just give you nothing. Like oh, wow. you have to fight for everything. <laughs> they're just like it's like come on, you know. I meant to ask you, you you stayed in the uh, the laughs condo, right? In Tucson. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you ever hear my story about the time I was there with Dave Ashley, and the MC brought a friend of his? I don't think so. So this condo is like uh, a a, a two bedroom apartment. It's like kitchen, living room, two bedrooms, one bathroom. So headliners. It's a lot of shit going into one toilet. Yeah. 
headline. So Dave Ashley, me, the MC sleeping on the couch, and he brought like a 400-pound Mexican friend of his named Jorge, who was supposedly cleared by Scotty to do guest spots every night of the week, and he was going to sleep on the other couch. So the TV in the features room was broken. It's the summer. It's 118 uh, degrees outside. Oh. So you can't just go oh. out the door and just walk around. Yeah. Oh. Like you're stuck in there. Uh-huh. And the MC has food poisoning for two of the days. <laughs> so he is in the bathroom all the time making it smell like a raccoon stabbed a skunk <laughs> to death in there. So it gets... so. Thursday, the whole day goes by with all this bullshit going on. So we get to the club, and uh, he does a guest spot. We don't really mention anything about him sleeping on the couch. So then all Friday goes by, and this kid is still there. So Dave comes to me, and he goes, listen, he goes, you got to say something. I'm not a mean guy. I'm like, I'm not a mean guy. (laughs) So I said, I go, listen, I go, so small, like, one of you has to go. Like, there can't. And he was like, Scotty said it was fine. Like, this is all cleared through the club. So I was like, I go, is it though? Like, so I called Scotty and he lost his fucking mind on the phone. He was like, there's a guy <laughs> sleeping on the other couch. And I go, yeah, they said it's all clear. It is not all fucking clear. Like, <laughs> on the phone, and I go, here, this guy wants to talk to you. And he, I gave it to the MC, and he's like, well, what am I supposed to do? This guy drove down with me. And I didn't hear the other side of the conversation, but he hung up the phone. And he said, uh, he said, I guess I got to f- try to find you a way back home. And this, and they started arguing over it or whatever. So we got to the club that night and the kid was still there. And Scotty's like, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be gone. And he goes, yeah, well, I'm working out some things like, you know, if I could stay the night, like in the morning, I'll figure it out. And he's like, if you're not gone first thing in the morning, I'm coming over there and I'm throwing you out of the condo. <laughs> and the kid's like, all the right, all right. Mexican dude. Yeah. Which, by the way, that like here's the thing is you talked about you thought that the guy with food poisoning smelled terrible. I can only imagine a 400 pound Mexican <laughs> dude because I know what I smell like. I take if uh, optimal days, I take two showers a day. 400 even. Remember that. 400 oh, yeah. even. <laughs> is it like a Justin Smith 400 though, or is it more like a, I eat Taco Bell four times a day 400? Yeah, he was sweating a lot of garbage out of his pores, so yeah. he did kind of yeah, smell like. Uh, a mattress that had been like left a bad out taco in the rain. Stand. Oh, that what yeah. he like? <laughs> I thought I had a pretty good line last night for ladies' night. Boy, it's like a taco stand in here. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> that was such a hacky joke. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you were so proud of it that you brought it up on a podcast oh. again. He secretly is proud of it. He's like, I yeah. came up with this good thing. Look at what I did. I didn't see him tweet it, though. It's the sad, sad face podcast now. So what happened? Did, they, uh, did he leave? So, yeah, so we got up the next day, and he was still in the living room, and Dave came into my room, and he shut the door, and he goes, listen, you have to handle this. And I go, uh, so I just walked out in the living room, and it's like the first time I was ever, like, stern with anybody in my life. I was just like, listen, Scotty told you last night that first thing in the morning you have to be gone, and you're not gone. And he goes, I know, but I got no way to go home. And I go, I don't, under- I don't care about the excuses. I go, either get your stuff and leave within the next 20 minutes or I'm going to have to call Scotty. I don't want to be a dick, but I don't want him to know that you're still here and somehow me and Dave allowed that. Now we're in trouble. And he's like, God, you're a fucking dick. And I'm like, (laughs) what? (laughs) So I went in my room and I waited like 15 minutes and I came back out and he was still in there and all we had to do was make eye contact and he just stood up. He was like, fine, fine, fine. (laughs) And like grabbed his stuff and left. And then the MC was there that night and he was so shitty to me. And I'm like, why am I the bad guy? Mm-hmm. Like, they thought that he was going to tell them, like, yeah, we took care of it. But these other two comics are going to be cool and let them stay anyways. You know, uh-huh. and then we'll, we'll just keep it on the down low. Well, I mean, so it's he not- literally had to get on a bus and go back to Phoenix. Like, that oh, afternoon. Oh, he's in Phoenix? Yeah. <laughs> where, where was, was this? In Tucson. That? That's Tucson like an hour and a half away. Are like you choking me? <laughs> yeah. It's not like a cross country. <laughs> no, oh, we can't you can hitchhike up here. Get that Jesus yeah, it Christ! It was brutal, man. Well, the first time I ever worked uh, Tucson, I worked with Tracy Smith, mm. and for oh, whatever reason, oh, you worked reason, with her in Albuquerque too, yeah. right? 
so for whatever reason she was staying in the condo which blew me away like i had been doing comedy for like two and a half years i get to the condo and there's some lady in the other bedroom i'm like why wouldn't you have taken the hotel <laughs> like yeah anyways so she's outside like uh in the living room on her phone watching some show or something and i come out and i was like and this was august in tucson i go i think i'm just gonna because i flew in i go i'm just gonna go walk around check out the town and she's like you're out of your mind right and i go what do you mean and she goes mark it's 119 degrees outside <laughs> and i go yeah but that's what do they say like that's a dry, dry, heat, dry, heat, dry heat right <laughs> like i'm not i'm like it's not it doesn't feel that hot and she's like mark if you go three blocks outside, you will die. And I was like, come on. So I don't know if you remember that condo, but like you would oh, go yeah. out and it's like a courtyard. And if you walked through the buildings to the other side, there was like a street. And on the other side of the street was like a movie place and a bunch of other little businesses mm-hmm. or whatever. So I got through the buildings, which was shaded. I got out the other side across the street and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I ran into the movie place, and I had to recoup. And the VCR tapes were melting. <laughs> I had to recoup just to make it back to the apartment. And that's a tough... I don't know about you guys, but when you tour and you fly into a place, like you're probably going through some of it right now where you get to where the condo is or the hotel or whatever, and you don't have a car or any ability to go around, like you really feel like trapped. Oh, like, yeah. Like this is the, the best day of my trip so far. <laughs> I'm not not even lying. So sad. (laughs) I just imagine. I just imagine you like day four, like you're you're sitting at a table. You're like I'm. I'm gonna record a podcast. You don't have a laptop or a computer. (laughs) (laughs) You're just you're just talking at the table. You're like this is a great this is a great episode. He's got a banana. (laughs) Hey guys, listen to me. I just imagine Larry walking into that moment. Hey, Kurt. Hey. I'm like, yes, I have a guest. His guest is Larry. He has six pillows on the couch with eyeballs drawn on him. You're doing a set in the living room. Hey, guys. Oh, hey, Larry. Come on in. I got a slip and slide set up in the living room. That'd be well, fun. That was a, Larry's such a, such a great... Uh, he likes to ease into things. Like one day, uh, I think it was the second time I worked here, he came over to work on something in the backyard or whatever. And uh, we had just had a conversation the night before about how much I hate spiders and I'm terrified of them. And he goes out in the backyard and he comes back in and he goes, Whoo, holy shit, there was a black widow's nest back there. And I go, is there? And he goes, oh, no, no, there isn't. And I go, is there? And he goes, yeah, there is. And I go, son of a bitch. The rest of the trip, I slept sitting up like in the bathroom. <laughs> I tell you the I tell you the worst part. He was and he loves doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. We were we were at a uh, a bachelor party of a mutual friend, so we were both at the same bachelor party. And it was just in this cabin in in uh, eastern Oklahoma. Yeah. And they they it was just kind of like a a real chill bachelor party and so they had just gotten a bunch of food from places around town, so they got like a frozen pizza, like a whole like a chicken and chips and dip, like just a bunch of odds and ends. They were just trying to make it work. Yeah, what I'm describing it sounds like the worst bachelor party of all time, but they were getting food, and for whatever reason, this pizza that they got from a grocery store. Keep telling this story and feel free to talk behind my back. I just need to get some more soda. My throat's killing me. You need to get some more soda. You gotta right go. Ta- you gotta go take a meat shit. Need a- I'll need take a some refresher. Diet Dr Pepper, please. Like that's doing anything. Do you need anything? Sure. All right. <laughs> want to keep my keep my guests happy. <laughs> you want to keep your guests happy? Just a bit. You know, I like how Mark yelled at me for for getting a Coca Cola Classic. Beer. All right. He yelled at me last night for getting up and getting a beer. And he's leaving. Like we can say whatever we want to right now. Yeah. He's gonna hear it eventually, but it's gonna yeah, be a while. Like, isn't it so? Isn't it so great? Like. We can say whatever we want to, and the fact that this is a great opportunity, and I got nothing. I don't either. He's such a cool guy. I can't. Yeah, like, I, there's can't, nothing to talk shit about. about it. Like, I don't know. I just. I also think it's funny that you and I had a, uh, a very interesting conversation, where like anybody that listens to this podcast has heard my story about the worst gig ever. Uh, and that was with Mark of my life. 
And what's funny is I talked to you, and you're like, yeah, I know Mark. Because I didn't know if you knew Mark mm-hmm. when I first met you. And you're like, yeah, I know Mark. And not only do I know him, but he's responsible for the worst gig of my life. So <laughs> well, I he's was, not responsible. I was responsible for that. Well, he got me the gig. But, but, he, but he's the person that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. made it happen. Like yeah. that's, I wonder how many comics across this country, the worst gigs of their life are, are with, because of Mark Poulos. <laughs> Yeah, I remember him. He's he's he's, probably, he's pretty good at that. It's good enough comedy doesn't work out. He can still get you get beverages and stuff. Oh yeah, three at a time. Look at him. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank you, sir. You're so sweet. So we were just uh, discussing the economy. Yeah. Well, here's the good news. Like three comedians. steps away from this table, you can't hear a word we're saying. <laughs> so. Oh really? Yeah, because the music's so. The oh, that's awesome. are over there, so. This is one of my favorite songs, by the way. Fisting in the Park or something? (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen that video? It must be about Central Park. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see see that uh, video that Merrifield posted where he's singing along, I think, with this exact same song, (laughs) but he's like... I'm on a face, fuck your family. family. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny is him doing that is so, so addicting. That I found myself, I was in the shower, and I was just, and, and I just found myself, I'm gonna hate, fuck your family, <laughs> and, and my wife is in there curling her hair, and I'm just singing at the top of my lungs, and she goes, what in the hell are you singing? And I just said, ah, Mike Merrifield, oh, you know you're, you're brilliant. I just realized that uh, we have three... Married comedians on this podcast. Yeah. That only took 40 minutes for me to put together. How does it change oh, yeah. when we called ourselves the Unfuckables? Because we're not married, a bit. Yeah. Not, not a bit. bit. <laughs> not a bit. So I, uh, I think I, that none is of our wives have to worry about it. <laughs> no, that's true. I think that <laughs> is right, one, of the, on the road. <laughs> one of the funniest uh, parts of marriage is that whole like. You can't just be in the bathroom by yourself anymore. Like it's just free range. Like they'll just come in to get mm-hmm. things and come back out. <laughs> like I'm pooping in here. Oh yeah. Oh whatever. Just give me my hair thing. I just lock the door now. I just <laughs> lock the door. <laughs> my wife will not go in when and I'm. And then pooping. every time she opens, she's like, "Did you lock the door?" Like she's rattling the handle and it's not opening. Did you lock the door? <laughs> no. Yeah, you know I did. What are you doing in there? You know what I'm doing in here. They think you're might jerking be... off until they smell it. <laughs> <and they're> <laughs> Which, by the way, Smell that's the what? best cover in the whole world. It's oh, like, yeah, jerk off and then poop. Yeah. No, you, you poop and jerk <laughs> you gotta off. You got to poop then jerk oh. off. Yeah. What, are you crazy? Because here's the thing. Is, <laughs> I don't know about you. You sound like you're the kind of guy that's like, okay, well, I'm going to go I'm gonna go sit down and take care of it. Like, I feel like you're the kind of person that has, like, the like the, the special toilet seat. Like, you have the little block that you sit on. Do you have the squatty potty? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got, like, a chair. I've got a chair. <laughs> Listen. I've got a chair that sits in front of me, so i got my laptop up there. So I'm doing well. I'm, I'm in there for a good 30 minutes mm, every see, morning. There was a guy. There's a guy I get, that I, I set my alarm early so I can get that done before I, invented, I do I invented a thing because we had to – I usually – Shit in one bathroom. Now I have to shit in the other one in our in our guest bath or not in our in our bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I invented a thing I called shit desk. <laughs> Isn't that the tank? Like just turn around and use no. it like a desk. <laughs> no, no, no. What I did is, what I did is there's a there's a hamper in our closet, and it's flat on top. So I shut the lid and I pull it out, and it, I'm so excited about this it just constantly. Seems like a lot I, of work. Well, I have a jingle, and I, I and I and I call it shit desk, and I get excited when I get to sing about shit desk. Shit desk, so shit on, desk, uh, patent pending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna get uh, Joey Lawrence to pitch that on late night TV for you? <laughs> you ever been taking a crap and thought to yourself, "I really need to get my work done"? Shit Try desk. shit desk. <laughs> Shit desk! <laughs> Make sure to wipe it down when you're finished. <laughs> I'm not Sanitize shitting on it. the desk. You got poop hands. <laughs> I don't know. How are you wiping, Mark? <laughs> you ever seen that contraption where it's like the long, the long like plastic handle that you like put yeah. toilet paper on the end of it and then you can wipe with it's like one of those yeah. grabby hand things. What? I know that yeah. it's for fat people. It's for people that and are obese. Is that like one of those things you can buy in the 25 cent machine? That's that <laughs> sticky hand. <laughs> it's like <laughs> sticky hand toilet paper wiper. 
What entrepreneur that started with the fly fishing pole came up with that? Like, that's, like here's the thing. That actually, that that thing is everybody. Everybody has like one like mark of okay. This is when I need to start losing weight. The second that I look at that grabby thing and say. That's not a half bad invention. That's the day I get on a treadmill. Like that's like that. that for me, for me, it was when uh, I stood up and uh, I threw my back out. So I was like, <laughs> I think it's about time I take a few pounds off of this, no. this skeletal frame. I uh, this I feel like we should get close to wrapping it up, but well, we're we've, good. we've hit our mark. Oh, we're good. Oh, we yeah, can no, keep we're going? good. We we can go. Okay. I gotta pick her up at two forty-five. So we got. Oh, cool. So we got. Okay. However, well, however, maybe it'll take maybe it'll take that long. Like what I what I thought would be cool is uh, maybe each of us tell the craziest road story that we can remember, and uh, if you guys need time to think about it, I can probably muster a story up that I haven't told on the podcast yet. I was trying to think of something that related to uh, Colorado Springs, Albuquerque, or or uh, Tucson. I uh, See, for me, I believe I'll never go back to Tucson ever again because I, I don't know why, but I'm like superstitious about certain things. And the last three times that I've gone to Tucson three of the most horrible things have happened in my life <laughs> like i flew there and my my uh my wife's sister died as i was landing in tucson and then the next time i went there like uh my dad got really sick and they had to put him into the hospital and like the third time i went there i was pretty sure that like uh my wife and my family had a huge fight and like i was like this might be like when we get divorced type of thing you know obviously everything's fine now but it was just like every time i landed in that city like <laughs> the the worst things happen anyways but the last time i was in tucson um i was working with this guy named eric eric page i think he was from l.a and so I met him at the hotel and we drove together to the club. And as we're driving there, I said, so what's your act like? And he goes, well, I'm kind of low energy and, uh, and like brainy. And I went, oh boy, <laughs> like you are about to get buried. <laughs> Cause I don't know if you played that Tucson room, but they are. Oh yeah. Rowdy. The guy's been doing it for five years. Yeah. I've, yeah. Play, I've played that room. They are just Why rowdy. You just talk about a bunch of shit that I've never done before. I did Tucson my second year in. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. wow. Well. Well, aren't you fucking special? I, I, I kind of am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great room. So, first show, this was when they were just doing Friday, Saturday, two shows. So, first show Friday, half the crowd gets up and leaves. So, we're in the bar, and Gary comes up to us, and he just puts his hand on our shoulders, and he goes, I think we're going to have both you guys do about 35 in the late show, maybe split up the time. <laughs> so, Eric was like, completely oblivious to the whole thing he was like oh yeah whatever you need whatever you need so late show he walked the entire crowd oh wow and the ride back to the hotel was just really awkward <laughs> so then the next morning i get a phone call at like 9 a.m and i pick it up and it's uh gary hood and he goes uh eric because the rooms at the hotel are just under comedian yeah. so they don't know which mm. comic is in which room so he's like, Eric? And I'm like, no, this is Mark Gary. And he goes, oh, what room's uh, Eric in? I go, I don't know, maybe the one next door, 122 or whatever. And he goes, all right, I'll try. By the way, you're headlining tonight. We're firing Eric. And he hangs up the phone, and I go, wait, what? <coughs> so I tried calling him back, and he was busy. Then he called me back. He's like, yeah, you're headlining. I'm featuring. We just sent Eric home. And I go, holy shit, what did he say? He actually was like... Why don't we just let Mark headline and I'll feature? And fucking Gary Bynum says to him, so I can have a dead spot in the middle of my show? Get the fuck out of my office. I was like, holy shit. But that was, uh, that was an interesting weekend because Lisa Lampanelli came out on Saturday to see my set just at oh, random. Just randomly. Just showed up. Did she, and we, she we thought had, you were some big black dude or something? That's... <laughs> 
we had had a thing back in Rochester, New York, where she got me fired off of the show. I remember you told yeah. me that. And that was the first time I saw her since then, and she had no idea who I was. Wow. She just came up to me after the show, and she was like, really funny stuff. I enjoyed watching it or whatever. And I, I wasn't like, do you remember me? Like, you got just, fired. Yeah. It was just like one of those moments where I was like, ah, whatever. Hatchet buried. Who cares anymore? So what about you, Kurt? You got anything yet? You think so anything? I, the worst show I've ever done in my life was Cedar Falls, Iowa. Joker's Comedy Club. I feel like you were opening for me on that show. Was it you? Yeah. <laughs> it was you. It was you. This is the My story. <laughs> Cedar Falls. How long has it been? Five years? Get out of here. You tell a good right? story. <laughs> was it five years ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was... So, yeah, Mark... I wasn't got, asking you got, for the worst show ever. I'm talking about... The most like interesting that, road story. That, that was interesting got. to me. No, no, seriously, <laughs> that show still haunts me. Like, <laughs> I love the fact that the two comics that are on my podcast right now both have experiences on the road opening for me that still haunt them to this day. <laughs> that really makes me feel great. Uh, <laughs> I just glad anybody that's listening really wonders if Mark left the table. Now they know for sure. <laughs> Oh no, did you guys talk shit about me? We didn't talk shit about you, we talked shit about the shows we did with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about how the one thing that unites us forever. Is that guy wearing a stand up record shirt? No, it's a Yukon Miller's oh, t shirt. Alright. That you guys are bonded over something magical called opening for Mark Poulos yeah. on the road. Mark Poulos was so good we couldn't open for him. <laughs> More Mark or Mark Mark's famous Mark's famous How much how much would you pay me to come and do a show at your place? <laughs> <laughs> and when you have to compete with things like the local 1A high school football game and that's going to make or break I guys formally I'd like to apologize to both of you for those shows that I brought you with. It was, you know what? It wasn't you. For the it wasn't you. Like, well, I yeah, just that, had, that I one had, with you was I had not one my of the doing. worst sets of my life. I don't know why. Just nothing was yeah. working, and I got super nervous when nothing was working. And yeah. On the other hand, at one point, I even did his, a Peter Griffin laugh. <laughs> with his, I set, I set him up to fail. <laughs> Yeah. I, I booked the show, I promoted it, so the reason there was like 12 people there and they were all assholes was my <laughs> fault, so I feel more responsible for that one. Yeah. And the one great audience member was a Vietnam vet that we found out later that had been in the shit. Like, <laughs> he was telling me, he's like, he's like, yeah, I was in Vietnam. Like, the kind of like, the way he was talking about it, like, it wasn't like he was dropping napalm from a plane. He was the guy that like they gave him a flashlight and a knife and they said go check out that hole mm-hmm. and he just yeah. comes back with blood and he just goes hole clear like that's the kind of guy he was <laughs> yeah. and he just buried his mom yeah and we he was were drunk. we both gave him shit the whole time and then as we're outside leaving this is always great he goes God thanks guys I really needed that I just buried my mom this morning and he just walked away and we both felt like we well, had been the shittiest guys ever to like, him I don't know what the number is but we need to call anybody that has a clock tower within a 20 mile <laughs> radius and just say be on the lookout that's weird so, how most serial killers live near clock towers <laughs> and are very interested in time <laughs> I always remember. What was your story, Justin? Like my was that your story? That was your story. I can't think of anything good. Right, I'm pretty uninteresting we'll on Justin. the road. All right. Well, I always think that every every crazy story from the road always starts out with like this terrible. I don't like it's it's it's, it's an idea that sounds great in theory. Where you're like, yeah, that'll be fun. When you and I drove to New Mexico, of all places, and had to drive back. Farmington, yeah. We went to Farmington and then drove back in the same, like, in 36 hours. It wasn't even that. It was like 24. It was pretty fast, yeah. I mean, like, we, we, we left right after the show. Like, we drove there, had, like, two hours, and then drove back. It was brutal. And I remember I felt so bad we, were, we were rotating driving back and forth. And I remember at one point waking up 
and uh, I and I always and I'm one of those guys that I'm always like, dude, are you okay? Like I'm always I always ask the driver, you know, and he goes, uh, well, for being honest. I rode that that vibration strip for a good thirty seconds, and uh, <laughs> and I'm getting to the point now where the vibration strip feels so good that it's putting me to sleep. So yeah, it might be like time for you to take over. We need to switch. <laughs> I gotta tell this too. I just forgot the story. <laughs> Do you know Richie Holiday? I know who he is. Richie I've never Holiday. met him. You ever heard of a guy named the Fry Man? Oh yeah. I okay. Oh, I know man. the Fry Man. <laughs> so he told me a story about him and uh, Fry Man working at a, like a small town in like North Dakota. And after the show, um, this like crazy night ensued. Like they were walking to the breakfast place, and he like broke off and went in the strip club. And Richie was like, and just went to the breakfast place. Ten minutes later, he shows up at the breakfast place with two strippers, and he's like, "These chicks are hookers. Like we're gonna." We're gonna fuck him, and Richie's like, "Well, you can. I'm not." And he goes, "No, I got him. I talked him down to fifty a piece, so we're all set." And Richie's like, "No, I, I don't." I do appreciate his negotiation skills. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, "I go, I don't." And he was like, "I don't wanna." And then this black guy walks in, who's obviously their pimp, and sits in the booth behind him. And uh, yeah, black guy some, in North Dakota. Yeah, something's fishy. <laughs> yeah. So something happened where the deal is now off. So. They storm out. The fry man's all pissed off because he lost out on this deal. And uh, Richie's like, I just want to eat breakfast. And uh, the fry man, like, throws a 50 down. And uh, he goes, I'm going to go try to get these chicks back. <laughs> so Richie's like, whatever. So Richie eats breakfast. He pays for it. He gives the lady the 50 and just, like, keep the change or whatever. When he walks outside, he sees the two chicks and the and the the... Uh, pimp go back into the strip club and the fry man just like livid in the street to the point for some reason he just starts making snowballs and throwing them at two Chinese people riding bicycles going by. And this Richie doesn't is make any sense at all. I know. And in North Dakota there's a black guy and two Chinese people? Come on. And Richie's standing out on the sidewalk going, Well, cocaine's this, a hell of a drug. Is this happening? <laughs> so he just keeps pelting these people with snowballs, and now a cop drives by, and they turn the lights on, and the fry man is now running down the middle of this small-town street with the cop car slowly rolling behind him <laughs> with the spotlight on him. And after, like, three or four minutes, the cop gets on the megaphone, and he goes... Please stop running. <laughs> and he got arrested and Richie had to bail him out of jail. But I was like thinking to myself, that there's no way that's a real story. Like there's no way that this guy is that crazy. So He is. Yeah. So I was in Columbus. Cut to. I, I'm in Columbus <laughs> working with Bruce Bruce. And the first night uh, I got to headline because Bruce was coming in the next night. So they had a couple guest spots coming in to showcase for Stroop, and one of them was the Fry Man. So his second joke in, he takes his hand out of his pocket, and he only has four, four fingers mm -hmm. on his left hand. He goes, look at this. He goes, you, you don't think I'm crazy? I got drunk and shot my finger off. I was like, yeah, I believe every word of that story. Now. I believe every word of this. He was he definitely totally throwing snowballs at Chinese people. He, uh, he came to Albuquerque one time, and he was such an asshole to the staff. Just nobody liked him. He wasn't funny. He shot That's himself in the hand. <laughs> well, Nicholas Anthony, you know Nicholas Anthony? Yeah. Uh -huh. He has another great one where he worked with him for a whole week. And the Fryman kept calling him opener and treating him like shit, like, hey, opener, hey, opener. So they're doing this one gig, and he's like, this guy, and he drinks like a fish. Like the one show, he had nine Long Island iced teas before the Jesus. show even started. So Nick's about to go on stage, and he goes, I'm going to head out to the parking lot, have a smoke, you know, good luck up there or whatever. So Nick's on stage, and he gets a napkin from a wait waitress, and it says... Uh, Fryman fell down, possibly going to the hospital. Do as much as you can and just say goodnight. <laughs> he was like, what? So he was stretching as long as he could. And then out of nowhere, here comes the Fryman. His fucking tooth is missing. He's got like crusted blood on his face and his arms in a sling. 
and he just starts giving the wrap-up sign to Nick, like, wrap it up. I want to get on stage. So he goes on stage and was like, opener was like, boy, I was really killing him out in the parking lot. <laughs> so come to find out what happened was he was in the parking lot having a cigarette. He saw two he, Chinese people on a bike. <laughs> Chinese people on a bicycle. <laughs> he, turned, he turned to come back inside and he tripped over one of those cement things at the front of the parking spot. Uh-huh. You know, those uh, things. And what are those things called? I don't even know what the hell they are called. I don't we call know if that they have uh, a front of the car destroyers is what we call it. <laughs> Fucking face first straight into the pavement. Yes. Knocks his tooth out, it goes through his lip, and uh, he either fractured or dislocated his arm. <laughs> and they were like, You have to go to the hospital and he was telling him, like, I take responsibility for myself. I have to step on stage or they won't give me my check. <laughs> So after the show, Nick felt bad for him. So he's like, come on, let me drive you to the hospital. And the whole way there, this guy is just weeping in his car. And he's like apologizing for being a dick to him all week. And then goes, he goes, what a son of a bitch. I was quitting comedy tomorrow and getting a real job. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently that didn't stick like it ever does with a stand-up comedian. Like... I'm giving it all up, and I'm going to be a car salesman a month <laughs> later. did that for a while. Yeah. A month later, they're doing Friday, Saturday in Sock Rapids, Minnesota. Because <laughs> <laughs> you realize... It was a I, fallout. It was a fallout. What a am couple, I going to do? They're going to say no to that. They called me. A couple summers ago, before my daughter was born, I took on a second job just to make extra money. And I think that's what happens when you work a real job. You start to realize like how hard real fucking jobs oh, are, yeah. and you're like, man, I just did 46 minutes last night, and they gave me a check for $200, mm-hmm. and I put in 32 hours at Enterprise last week, and I got a check after taxes for $111. <laughs> what am I doing? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't even be at Enterprise. I should be working harder at getting shitty one-nighters. At least I'm yeah, gonna get right. 200 bucks, you know. <laughs> anyways i appreciate you guys being on my podcast this is a first i mean this is an amazing day live from rudy's barbecue live from rudy's. we walked everybody we did man. <laughs> yeah we were like everybody, that guy kept, in Tucson. everybody kept walking into this back area and they're like oh something special is going on back like, there we got are these guys in. important and then they just look at the three of us and like ah, there's mm-hmm. no way they're important no, no. there's no way <laughs> <laughs> what did that one guy say <laughs> Who are you guys? <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a podcast, and, he, the, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure there's not." Oh, you're just those those douchebags with a laptop and a microphone that pop up. <laughs> I just think at it'd be great to, to be like they send somebody out out for like. I wish my wife was here to be able to go like like to have go out to people in the front of the restaurant and just be like, "Dude, do you know who's back there?" Oh yeah, that's Dan the Llamas back That'd be there. Great. And they're like, "Oh my God, Dan the Llamas! I've heard <laughs> of them." Come, like, we need to come up with like cool morning show names. <laughs> like it's it's Mark Beardy and Four Even. <laughs> <laughs> so who's Beardy again? <laughs> I don't know. No, it's uh, it's uh, it's Creepo Beardy and Cornelius. I kind of like be all show. three of those. I kind of like I kind of like Four Even. <laughs> four Even. It's Cornelius Four Even. And weirdo. <laughs> well, thank you guys. Any last uh, promotional things you want to do for shows or Twitters or websites? FunnyFletcher.com. Okay. And uh, you guys can uh, check out my podcast, the Mid Major Market Podcast, where I talk about sports and nice all kinds of good stuff. And it's not nice. Don't don't. <laughs> You've never listened to it. How do you I- know? I think it's don't awesome be a dick that you do about that. my I've thing that I created, to it, but I want to. <laughs> you, don't, I love you, don't, sports. you don't want to listen to it. I like mid majors. <laughs> no, you don't. I do. Shut up. You don't know me. I, yeah, I do know you. You're a Big Ten fan. You're. I'm a you, Big Ten you, fan. You, you, you like, listen to mid majors all the time. Here's 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 what Big Ten fans do. They're like, hey, you know what? You're 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 good too. And then, I and don't then, do that. And Big then Ten they, sucks. And then they're like, God, look at this piece of shit over here. I do that. Like you're like you're like oh. In the Big Ten, you were like, "Hey, we we could we could we could use some other schools in our conference." And Missouri's like, oh, "Where is another school?" Like, "No, no, no, we don't mean no, retarded Missouri. schools. We mean like legitimate, legitimate schools." That's funny about Missouri. They they canceled the game with Iowa because they're f- afraid they're going to lose to them. So they scheduled New Mexico okay, instead. Just, just so you know, nobody's afraid to lose to Iowa. Well, this okay. was when they were actually good about a decade ago. So Missouri cancels their game with them and schedules New Mexico instead. New Mexico beats them. Yeah. <laughs> 
That was pretty awesome. <laughs> is that a great day for you? The, the that was home awesome. Team yeah, won. I was like, all right, you didn't lose to Iowa, but you lost to New Mexico. So fuck you, Missouri. So uh, you're not a Lobos fan. I know so it's going to be tomorrow. State or New Mexico? I like how Mark's trying to wrap up the show, and we're just going back and forth. Like <laughs> no, we're getting aggressive. We're doing I'm a just, sports podcast. I'm just, prom- I'm just promoting your guys' podcast. We're going to do a spinoff. It's going to be tomorrow. <laughs> Called four even and Cornelius <laughs> talk sports. Well, did you want to do what you want to do? You want to have a? We'll we'll have to snuggle next to this microphone for. A while. I've, I uh, I didn't bring my microphone. I was gonna you say can I use one of my microphones. No, I don't want to. I want to snuggle. I want to do it the way that. All right, that's the way the sports original. should be talked about. Real in an intimate fashion, cheek, cheek to cheek. Like, can you imagine like Lou Holtz? <laughs> Next to Kirk Herbstreet. You know what? Like <laughs> Kirk Herbstreet has to wipe his face you know off every crazy? couple seconds. I imagine Lou Holtz being the biggest pussy fiend of all time. <laughs> like, just be a, like with those glasses. Like, he just looks like he's telling the future. I really just want to get in there and see what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> those glasses are s- such a strong prescription. You can oh, yeah. see their inside. Like, I imagine him being at, being at the strip club and just be like, baby, just so you know, I've done it all and I've seen it all. And you got the gift. <laughs> you got the magic. Well, yeah, keep your eye out for the spinoff podcast where Justin and Kurt talk sports. Other than that, thanks for being on the show, guys. Thank you. And that was the podcast live from Rudy's. Uh, special thanks to Kurt Fletcher and Justin Smith for being on my show. And uh, I appreciate you guys tuning into this podcast every week and uh keeping it going and making me uh have fun with it i enjoy doing it and if you guys enjoy listening to it i will keep it going so pick it up at itunes podbean um check out my website largedrunkman.com for all my tour dates and tune in next time when we talk about who knows